everybody. Thank you for tuning in to episode 89 of The Virtual Couch. I'm your host, Tony Overbay. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, certified mindful habit coach, writer, speaker, husband, father of four, ultramarathon runner and creator of The Path Back, an online pornography addiction recovery program that is helping people reclaim their lives from pornography addiction. If you or anyone that you know is struggling with pornography addiction or compulsive sexual behavior, please point them to pathbackrecovery.com. There you can download a short ebook that describes five common mistakes that people make when trying to overcome pornography addiction. Again, that's pathbackrecovery.com. Uh, hey, this is, uh, let me take in my train of thought. Um, this is kind of unique. I don't even know if this episode will ever see the light of day. Because uh, if you've ever had, here's my experience. You wake up at uh, three o'clock in the morning, you're going to go on a nice run and you go outside and uh, there is so much smoke still from the, the wildfires of Northern California, which honest to goodness, I mean, I, my, my heart, my prayers, my empathy um, does go out to to all of those people who have been affected by the the wildfires in California, Northern California, Southern California. That's so much of what's dominating our news. And even at my office yesterday, my windows, you know, I have a window um, that's looking out into this parking lot and it's it's just gray and it's smoky and the smoke made its way into my office. And that's all that people are talking about. And the schools are closed today, which is just um, wild, uh, you know, uh, you just don't, you don't expect that, uh, to have a smoke day, not like a snow day or anything like that. Um, but so I'm not going to go running this morning. Wouldn't be the best, wouldn't be healthy. And so I, all of a sudden I just, I just kind of have this, uh, just thought of, um, I just want to go record a podcast and the topic because, and again, train of thought, let me take you back. Uh, a couple episodes ago, I interviewed Christine Hammond, who is a therapist who deals with personality disorders and specifically with things like narcissism or borderline personality disorder. And since the release of that podcast, I don't, I've never gotten so much feedback. And, uh, and I'm, I'm very just blessed with, um, so much good feedback now from the podcast. I get several emails uh, daily with, um, questions and comments and suggestions and that sort of thing. But I've just never got the amount of emails like I have since that podcast from people. Uh, and I'll, again, honest, but primarily women who feel like they may be in, um, they might be in relationships with, uh, that might be emotionally abusive or manipulative partners. And so a lot of the questions are saying that what kind of has brought them that awareness is just learning more about this concept of gaslighting. And so I thought I, you know, I just wake up today and, and so instead of going on my run, I, I come into the office early because uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be there in the morning to help the kids get ready for school because there is no school. And then I come in to do some other things. And so maybe this is just a form of procrastination of not wanting to do the things that I don't necessarily want to do paperwork, billing, all that kind of stuff. Um, so maybe, maybe that's what this is, but I feel it is, uh, I just feel kind of impressed to talk a little bit about gaslighting. Um, because there, again, there are so many questions about it. And I think that, uh, I, it's something that I see a lot in couples counseling and marriage therapy. And it is a pretty big sign of, of how communication is not done well. So I, I dug up, I think one of the places that uh, I go to, or I point people to often is the national domestic violence hotline. Um, you know, and before I get into this, uh, stuff, I forgot all the stuff about, um, go to, please go to TonyOverbay.com and sign up to find out more about, um, programs and, and things like that, that I'm, uh, that I'm doing, or you can follow me on Instagram at, uh, virtual couch or on Facebook, Tony Overbay licensed marriage and family therapist. And, uh, most of the, the interviews I'm doing these days are up on the virtual couch YouTube channel. So Back to gaslighting. So, so what is gaslighting? According to the National Domestic Abuse Hotline, which is the hotline.org, they have so much good information there. 
Um, gaslighting, they give a couple of examples. Uh, says, I never said that. You're making things up again. Or are you sure? You tend to have a bad memory. I think this is all in your head. And, and they, they ask the question, does your partner repeatedly say things like this? Do you often start questioning your own perception of reality or even your own sanity within your relationship? If so, your partner may be using a form of abuse that mental health professionals call gaslighting. And I love when sometimes people will say, where does that term come from? What does it really mean? And it actually comes from a 1938 stage play, Gaslight, in which a husband attempts to drive his wife crazy by dimming the lights because the lights were powered by gas at that time in their home. And when the wife would point it out, he denies that the light, uh, the lighting has changed in the room. So kind of making her slowly feel crazy. But it is it, gaslighting is a form of emotional abuse because it causes the victim to question their own feelings and are they the one that's crazy? And, uh, you know, I've given some pretty, probably pretty lame examples in the past. Um, but, uh, just to kind of show the point and it might be that, you know, somebody says the, the sky is purple and then you're saying, no, it's blue. I, I, of course it's blue, you know, look outside, it's blue. And the person doing the gaslighting will say like, wow, you mean blue, huh? Um, did you have crayons as a kid? I mean, like you could read the the colors on the side, right? I mean, if if it said red, I mean that that was red. You associated red with the what you read on the side of the crayon, right? I mean, so I mean, I think we're probably talking the same thing of blue, but when I look out in the sky, it's purple. So that's wild that you think it's blue. I mean, to the point where it's like you know with every fiber of your being it's blue, but you start to go, "Ah, I don't know." I mean, uh Maybe maybe I'm colorblind. I mean, maybe maybe everybody around me is has never really wanted to be honest and tell me that um, the sky isn't really blue. And then you think, well, no, of course it's blue. I've right, I know it's blue. That's in poetry and songs and 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 we've said, look at that beautiful blue sky. And then your your partner's like, wow, that's I don't know. Okay, sure, I'll I'll go with you. It's blue. You bet. Whatever you say. And uh, and you're thinking, man, am I crazy? When again, you know for a fact that that you know it's not you. I. I had a, an example with someone this week, um, and, and you know, not to kind of um, break confidentiality, right? But it was just this concept of a of a of a partner, let's just say, who absolutely does not like a type of food, and this type of food is kept in a bag, and the bag was left open, and uh, so the you know the partner is accused of leaving the bag open. The partner who doesn't like the food at all, and so you know when the the partner who likes the food says. Um, hey, why did you leave that the bag open? And the partner who doesn't like the food says, uh, what are you talking about? Like, I wouldn't come close to that food. I mean, I, I basically treat that type of food like I'm allergic to that food. But the partner who likes the food says, well, I didn't leave the bag open. I, I mean, and it's you and me are in the, in the room. I know I didn't do it. So you must have done it. And and the person who doesn't like the food is saying, I know, I, like, I, sw- I, I swear to you, I didn't come anywhere near that bag of food, why would I? You're the you're eating that food every day. It's it has to be you. And then the partner who likes the food gets angry and just says, That I, I cannot believe you're accusing me of leaving this bag open. And and so the person who doesn't like the food is is eventually kind of thinking, What am I nuts? You know, I, I mean, I don't th- I really don't think I did leave the bag open. I don't know, maybe I, did I go move the bag somewhere? Did I and did the bag pop open? Or And the person knows they were nowhere near that bag of food. They're being gaslit. You know, it's not a simple thing of, um, hey, did you touch my bag of food and possibly leave it open? And the person says, no, I, of course I wouldn't. I don't even like that stuff. And then the person says, uh, the person who likes food says, okay, I, I don't remember leaving it open. My bad. In that scenario, end scene. It's over, right? Um, person owns what they did. Uh, they don't, they don't really remember that they did it. 
Um, but they, they're like, okay, you know, I just, I just wanted to check with you, but it must've been me. And again, things are done, but the person who does the gaslighting hangs on to that argument with everything they have. And they do this repeatedly with so many different things until the person that they're arguing with does start to question their own sanity. Um, so again, it, it tends to happen gradually in a relationship and sometimes it even seems like a little harmless misunderstanding. Uh, it might just be something like the controlling partner will start to, to pepper gaslighting into exchanges uh, a lot of times early in a relationship. So, you know, you guys have agreed to do something, um, you know, hey, well, I'll call you Friday. You know, we'll get together Friday. Well, Friday rolls around, nothing happens, and Saturday rolls around. And then uh, you, you reach back out to your, your partner or your, you know, at this point, if it's your fiance or your boyfriend or whatever. And you say, hey, I thought you were going to call me on Friday. And then, and then he says... I didn't, I didn't say that at all. Matter of fact, I thought you said you were calling me on Saturday. So I've been sitting here wondering, geez, I mean, I guess I'm not very important. And then, you know, so then the girl will say, oh, man, I, I swear you said you were going to call me on Friday. But, okay, no, my bad. If you thought that I was going to call you on Friday, um, I'm so sorry. I really am. And it's almost like, and we're, we're here we go, right? Here comes the gaslighting. So it seems like it's a pretty innocent exchange. And it's one that you won't really kind of question too much because you're in this new relationship and you're thinking, wow, you know, I, I, I feel so bad that I did that. I, I mean, I really thought he said he was going to call me on Friday. And so, and that, like little events like that in, in, in the wild or in isolation don't necessarily feel like there's gaslighting there. But again, that's kind of the, the process. Um, as things progress, you might notice that just inconsistencies with things over time. And I, boy, I hear this one all the time where somebody might say that, you know, they're like, man, the one thing I cannot stand is, uh, is a glazed donut. And so then, you know, they, you, you hear that one time and you hear it because to you, you know, you're thinking that's wild. Cause I love glazed donuts, but, uh, interesting. So now that's, you know, that's your reality. You heard it, you know, you heard it because you had an experience around that, what you heard. Um, fast forward a month or two down the road, three months down the road, and, uh, you know, boyfriend brings over a box of Krispy Kreme glazed donuts, and he's already eaten two or three of them. He's like, man, I'm getting a sugar rush. I, I eat these so fast. And then, you know, you say, I thought you told me you don't like uh, glazed donuts. And he's like, I never said that. Matter of fact, I love glazed donuts. I don't, I don't know where you would come up. Gee, I, I don't know. Maybe that was an, another boyfriend. Maybe you've mistaken me for another boyfriend. And then again, you're thinking, no, I had this this experience in my own mind where I I thought, wow, I, I love glazed donuts and I guess we'll never be eating glazed donuts together. And I know it was you because I had this this moment, this experience. And when I've seen other people eating glazed donuts, it's been a trigger. And I thought, oh, we'll never be eating glazed donuts together. Now, here you are with a box of glazed donuts with the glaze all over your mouth still. And you're saying that, uh, um, you know, saying that you never told me that you you don't like glazed donuts so, but then the, the guy will just hook onto that. Here comes gaslighting, right? It's like, there's no way I would have said that because again, look at me right here. I'm eating them. Obviously I like glazed donuts. So man, that's weird that you confuse me with another boyfriend. I wonder how often you're going to do that. I mean, matter of fact, I don't know if I feel safe in this relationship. And all of a sudden the, the, you know, the woman's apologizing. I, okay. I'm sorry. No, you're right. I, I obviously you like glazed donuts. My bad. And then, but then she leaves questioning her sanity. That's the thing, the constant over and over questioning her sanity um, because of this gaslighting, you know, and, and so is, is gaslighting and then it continues. It kind of goes up to the next level and, uh, and then, you know, you become the one who starts to backtrack on things that you said. I found a, uh, an example um, on a site uh, 
I thought this was pretty interesting. It says, here's like the type of that conversation. Um, here's what you say. You, you know, hey, I've told you, um, I told my family you're coming to our uh, Easter lunch and they are so excited to meet you. And then the person doing the gaslighting says, didn't we agree that we would wait a little longer before like getting our families together, doing the whole family thing? And then you say, no, like, we spoke about this the other day and I, you said you were happy to come. And then they say, oh, no, I, I, pro- I, I mean, yeah, I said it would be nice to meet your family. But then I suggested we give it another month or two. And I, I thought you agreed with me. But, hey, it's done now. I mean, what's done is done. I mean, now if I don't go, I'm going to look like a complete jerk. So I guess I'll come. So now all of a sudden it seems like they're the ones that are being accommodating. And now you're the one that's kind of feeling like, the again, the crazy one, right? And then now all of a sudden they they feel like they have this power over you. It's like, no, fine. It's fine. I'll go. It's fine. I, I You know, I don't want your family to think I'm a creep. And then you're so, oh, I'm so sorry. I, I, I really thought that you said that it, you were okay. And, and so the hard part, the, the most difficult thing with gaslighting is that people that are in relationships where this is happening, they, it happens over and over and over again. I mean, it's not just this harmless little, I really thought you said that, you know, because if that's the case, then, you know, in a, in a healthy communication, a healthy relationship, it's like, you know, oh, no, I didn't say that. And then it was like, oh, okay, I, can, I totally understand. My, my apologies. So that's what gets so difficult about this is, is, is people are in these relationships and it happens over and over and over. They start to feel like, well, I guess this is how a relationship works. That's the hard part. They don't even realize, you know, it's that old, uh, what's the thing where, and I always kind of laugh about this, you know, uh, put a, what, a frog in the water and then you start to turn it up and before you know it, it's boiling and he doesn't even know what's going on, which I always think, why would somebody want to boil a frog? I guess that's an entirely different concept. Um, but the gaslighting, I think, happens a lot like that, where it's the it's the concept of where over time it happens so often that then the person that has been being gaslit just feels like this is normal and that everybody else in their relationships is going through this, too. That's the part that breaks my heart as a marriage therapist. When I'm doing couples therapy and, I, and I'll talk about this often, um, you know, my, my modality of choice this emotionally focused therapy, this EFT where you're, you're kind of saying, hey, this, this, is, this frustrates me. You, know, you put out your, what I call, emotional bid. Your partner's job is to jump in there with empathy and say, oh, my gosh, I, can, I didn't see, I didn't understand that's what this meant to you. I'm so sorry. You know, this is, this is where I was coming from. The, and so I'll see that. You know, yesterday I had, I don't know, six couples in, in, in the day um, with a couple of individuals coming in throughout that. But out of the six couples, uh, five of them, four or five of them, um, they're doing the EFT thing beautifully. And they're like, oh my gosh, we've never communicated like this before. This is so wonderful. Uh, you know, I feel like we can talk about anything. And then there's one where it's like, you're seeing this gaslighting, you know, you're saying, Hey, uh, to one of the partners, you're saying, um, all right, open up, be vulnerable, you know, share your emotional bid. And they do. And then the other partner says, okay, I know I'm supposed to have empathy here, but I seriously can't believe that's what, uh, that's what she's saying. There, there's no truth that and I'm like, no, 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 this is this is where she's coming from. Like your job right now is to, to kind of jump in here with empathy and say, OK, if that's the way that she feels about something that you have said and she's being vulnerable now and sharing her thoughts with you, then can you understand why that would be difficult for her? You know, and, and the guy is saying, no, I can't because that's just ridiculous. I never said that, you know, and it's oh, gaslighting, you know, Um so what are the signs? Back to the, the National Domestic um, Abuse uh, Hotline. It says, um, oh, firstly, yeah, is your partner using one of these gaslighting techniques? There are a variety of gaslighting techniques that an abusive partner might use. One is withholding. The abusive partner pretends not to understand or refuses to listen. Example, 
I don't want to hear this again, or you're trying to confuse me. This one, I feel like a lot of times when you are being, when, when one is being gaslit and they know, they know with every fiber of their being that, uh, you know, that they are correct. Um, if, uh, I don't know, let's just say the husband says we have a hundred dollars in the checking account and then the wife goes and, uh, buys something that's $60. And then he comes back and he says, um, you know, you, uh, I can't believe you just uh, spent 60 bucks. I told you we, we didn't have that money in the, the account. And she's like, no, you said we had a hundred dollars in the account. And, you know, and then, uh, and then she's saying, um, or, and then he's saying, I never said that. I told, I, if anything, I told you we had $50 in the account. And then she's even, oh, okay, hang on. Uh, I've actually, I forgot. I was recording everything in her home that day. Let me, let me produce the results, the, the recording. And then it's like, once the guy feels like he's caught and I see this one all the time, it's like, you know what? I don't even want to talk about this. Like, you're just being ridiculous right now. Or you're, you're just trying to confuse me. Or, you know, or it's like, you just don't understand. Or I must not matter to you. And all of a sudden she's saying, no, no, no. I can go produce the, the, the recording and then we'll just see it was a misunderstanding and we'll live happily ever after. But it's like that, you know, he's saying, no, no, no. I, you, you are absolutely, um, you don't understand. You, you don't get it. You know, it's that, um, they pretend not to understand. They're going to refuse to listen, especially if you are able to make sense of what, uh, you know, what happened from your, your side. Um, another technique is called countering. The abusive partner questions the victim's memory. This one is so bad. Uh, the, the question memory events, especially even when the victim remembers them accurately. It's like, you'll hear this one often. Well, you're wrong. I mean, you, you know how you have a bad memory. I hear that so often. That, oh my gosh, that breaks my heart. When I'll have a, a couple in here, um, new for couples therapy, and I'm trying to even lay out the whole EFT framework and, you know, and the woman will even say, well, I mean, I don't even know. I don't know if it's even important to bring, you know, this one event up because, uh, you know, he he's told me and I know he's right that I just have such a bad memory. And the guy will look over at me. No, she really does. I mean, I, I have to tell her often that she's wrong about things. And, and I again, gaslighting, you know, um, she could even say, I mean, I was really sure that, uh, you know, that that he did this thing on the first day of um, kindergarten for my son. And the guy's like, I, you know, it, first of all, it was her daughter and it was first grade. So, I mean, again, can you believe how much she, she like totally gets it wrong? And, uh, and even in her mind, she's saying, I mean, I, when he said the thing, I remember seeing our kid, you know, hold up the little chalk sign for the first day of school that says kindergarten. And I mean, I know to me, that's what I saw. Right. But he's told me I'm wrong. And, and he tells me I'm wrong often. As a matter of fact, he's even told me that, man, a lot of people tell, you know, tell him, man, I can't believe your wife's memory, you know? So it's like that whole gaslighting technique of bringing others into that as well. And uh, so that's countering. Um, blocking or diverting the abusive partner changes the subject uh, or questions the victim's thoughts. You know, oh, is this just another crazy idea you got from your mom? You know, or you're imagining things, that blocking or that diverting, changing the subject. I mean, at the core of these, all these techniques, I feel, is when the person doing the gaslighting is kind of they're they're caught or they're outed. It's like they this is a technique to kind of move the conversation away from them move the blame away from them um because you know that they don't want they, they can't own their stuff they don't want to apologize uh trivializing this one's big too the abusive partner makes the victim's needs or feelings seem unimportant it's like uh you know I, and i boy I, I saw another example somewhere where it was about a you know a, a pet so the a woman had to put a family pet down and and she just said i i'm so sad you know i'm I feel like I just want to take a night and just kind of not do anything because I'm, I'm kind of mourning uh, the death of our pet. And the guy would, you know, the guy said, uh, it's like, 
you're it's a dog, right? You're going to you're going to you're going to get all upset over that. You you're just too sensitive. I mean, I can't that's like that's childish. I can't believe that. So he's trivializing her um her needs or her feelings. You know, again, go back to healthy relationships and that's an opportunity for empathy. It's like, "Oh man, I didn't realize that's how you're feeling." And and tell me where your mind goes with that and and tell me what that brings up from you. Does it bring up things from your childhood? You know, did you did you guys have a family pet you had to put down or did, you know, or have you ever had to deal with this? Is this harder than you thought? Um that's a healthy relationship. The trivializing is uh, you know, it's it's really you're going to sit on the couch for a night because our, you know, tiny animal that roamed our home is 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 gone. Uh, you know, it's just that trivializing again, it's a form of gaslighting or the forgetting and denial. The abusive partner pretends to have forgotten what actually occurred or denies things like promises made to the victim. You know, I don't know what you're talking about or you're just making stuff up. That one happens so often where, you know, a, a guy might have got a one that comes to mind where a guy has said, you know, if we uh, if we get this done and this done and this done, you know, by this uh, this p- particular time, then I, we are going to go on a vacation. And then we're talking in months and months go by and the woman had saved and they had cut out things from uh, the, the family budget. And the, I mean, you know, had the kids involved and everybody's kind of working for the same goal. And then they get to the time frame where they would need to basically look at, at purchasing tickets to go on the vacation. And then the the, the dad was just like, uh, was like, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I mean, if I mentioned, I mean, it was about Disneyland. If I mentioned Disneyland, I mean, it was just in passing. But I mean, I seriously can't believe you guys were, were working this whole time for Disneyland. I mean, I, if anything, you should just be doing all the things you're doing because it's the right thing to do. Um, but you shouldn't have to get a reward for it. And I, and I certainly wouldn't have said that. I don't even like Disneyland. I mean, that's, that's the way this thing went. Right. And, uh, oh my goodness, you know, to watch the look on this woman's face when it was just, you know, she realized, oh, you know, and, and cause to her, and I was able to follow up with her later. She's like, he always does this, you know, he always, uh, other examples that come to mind or, or, you know, watching a, watching a, a guy, um, just buy things, you know, uh, in particular, but one in this one situation, um, he was going to buy a new car. Right. Um, and his, his wife had been wanting to buy some little things that she felt were a necessity for the home for months. And he's continually telling her, we don't have the money. We don't have the money. We don't have the money. And then he comes home one day and says, you know, you ever see those uh, deals where they say only one at this price at the car lot? And he's like, I got it. I mean, I saw it in the paper. And I just happened to be uh, my lunchtime. I had a break. So I went over to the dealership and I said, hey, this is a scam, right? Show me the one at this price. And and I, within 10 minutes, I'm on a test drive. Within 30 minutes, I'm signing the paperwork. And look at that car, you know? And the wife's like, I can't believe you, number one, you bought a car without me. Um, number two, I have, you know, I think it had to do with something like a new range or, you know, oven, stove, that kind of thing. And um, And she's like, I, I have trouble cooking meals for our family and you've told me we don't have the money for it. And now you've got a new car. And the guy literally like said, oh my gosh, this is about you, huh? You know, you, you can't get excited about the, my car. I mean, I got the deal. I got the one at this price. Do you know how many people get the one at this price? Hardly anybody because it's one. I got the one and you're complaining about your your stove or that you have to you know go out of your way to do things cooking a meal, you know? And so then what does she feel? She feels like, uh, you know, well, maybe he's right. I mean, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, I'm making do. I know it might take me longer. I got to go next door sometimes to, uh, to borrow my neighbor's oven. And I mean, it is a nice car. I mean, it's like, no, you're being gaslit, you know? Um, 
So, so uh, back to uh, back to the, the domestic abuse um, hotline website. What are the signs my partner is gaslighting me? Um, in order to overcome this type of abuse, it's important to start recognizing the signs and eventually to learn to trust yourself again. I love that concept. Trust yourself again. You are a smart person. You you have a, a good memory. You are not the one that is crazy. So the signs of being a victim of gaslighting can include you constantly second-guess yourself. You ask yourself, am I too sensitive? Or multiple times a day. Uh, or if you often feel confused or even crazy. That's the one. It's, I always call it the crazy making. When when you are made to feel crazy, that is there is no place for that in a relationship. I, oh, I, I, I it's not it's not healthy there's nothing productive about it um you want to to just foster that inner wealth within your partner you want what is best for her um because if she's being her best self then that allows you to be your best self uh so the last thing you should want to do is have your partner feel crazy that just drives me crazy is there a pun there no there's not a pun that drives me crazy though because you i want i want my wife to feel like she is is the most important person in my life i want her to know that she's the most wonderful mother um, that that I could have ever asked for. That I'm lucky to have her as a partner. Not that she is crazy. I, I gosh, okay, get down off the soapbox. Where was I? Uh, okay, so signs of being a victim of gaslighting. Um, you're always apologizing to your partner. If you're the one that's always like, "I'm sorry," you, you know, I must have got that wrong. No, uh, that's one of the signs of gaslighting. Or if you can't understand why, with so many apparently good things in your life, that you aren't happier. And you know why? Because the person that's doing the gaslighting is going to sure let you know that I've bought you a car, I've got you a house, I work hard, and and, and apparently I'm not good enough. You know, I'm not doing enough for you. You know, he's gaslighting you. He's not saying, "Oh, you aren't happy." Tell me what's going on. Like I want to know. Make me aware of this. Because if you don't tell me, then we're never going to be able to fix this. You know, we're never going to be able to fix this. Um, You frequently make excuses for your partner's behavior to friends and family. Man, that's a big one I hear. Uh, or if you find yourself withholding information from friends and family, so you don't have to explain or make excuses. Um, and other signs of, of gaslighting include you know something is wrong, but you can never quite express what it is, even to yourself. It's just this feeling of like something is wrong, and if you bring it up to your partner, they're gonna, you know, that's they're gonna say, um, yeah, something's wrong. It, it's you. You know, <laughs> if if you weren't so crazy, um, then things would be a lot better. Or if you start lying to avoid the put downs and the reality twist, that, that one, that's when things start to, you know, they get pretty, pretty real. If you know, if, if there are those moments then where you know he did not say that or he said this uh, differently earlier or he did promise this and then you start just like, you're like, yeah, no, you're right. Uh, you, you didn't say that or, or you just hold those feelings with, with inside of you because you don't even want to start to engage in the gaslighting technique. Um, uh, I'll try to nuance this one, right? Uh, but uh, I, I was talking with someone once that, uh, you know, their partner had had gone away and done something um, on their own and done something with some friends. And and so, uh, you know, they come back and they're telling the their spouse, the, the wife, they're telling the wife, uh, here was what I, here's what I got to go do. And uh, their wife was just, I mean, she was going to just say, that's great. I'm so glad you got to get away with your friends. And since she did, she said, that's so wonderful. I'm so glad, even though inside she kind of felt like, okay, when I try to go do something for myself, you tell me that I don't care about you or that I'm selfish, but, uh, but I'm, you know, I'm going to ignore that and I'm going to nurture what you've done. I'm going to tell you, well, that's so great. You got away with your friends. You know, I'm so glad you did. So she says that, and then she just made the mistake of saying, you know, yeah, that was great. I'm glad you got to get away. You know, while you were gone, I, I, I took care of a lot of things here. 
And then all of a sudden the guy was like, uh, wait, you didn't even miss me? You know? And then it's like, right. Then she just freezes in sheer panic because it's like, where's this going? You know, it's like, no, I didn't miss you. Oh, well, no, apparently you didn't. Cause you just said you got a whole lot of stuff done. I mean, it sounds like when I'm gone, um, things are a whole lot better for you, you know? And, and all of a sudden she's like, oh my, oh my gosh, I was trying to compliment him. And, uh, I just, I just said that I, I got a lot done. Um, and instead of him saying, you know, Hey, thanks for, uh, Thanks for for supporting me on going on this uh, this boys trip, um, and I, hey, I'm I'm so glad you got a lot done. I, it sounds sounds like you needed that, you know. Instead of that, all of a sudden, then he's saying, you know, you don't care about me. I, you know, you're you're selfish. I can't believe you said that. And I mean, that's just that crazy making, right? Oh, more signs of being a victim to gaslighting. Um, you have trouble making simple decisions. Why? Because you you know that every decision is going to be criticized and you don't know. Sometimes that's the right decision. Sometimes that's the wrong decision. Again, let me say, in a healthy relationship, um, you know, I, I, I would say if my wife makes a decision in, and there's something that I don't necessarily agree with, actually, and I'm, I'm being honest, uh, the more you secure up that connection, I don't know, I'm going to understand why she made the decision she did or I'm going to say, um, hey, I care about her enough that the decision's been made. So, um, you know what? It will, if, if it's something that I didn't necessarily would have, if I wouldn't have agreed with it, then uh, we'll deal with that if something comes up down the road. But I care about her more than I care about trying to make her feel bad about making a decision. Um, other signs. You have the sense that you used to be a very different person, more confident, more fun-loving, more relaxed. Boy, I hear that one too, where it's like, man, I, I used to make decisions. You know, I used to feel confident. Um, I used to be more outgoing and that a, a relationship is not so it's not designed to make you um, become less than a relationship. And this is me making this up, um, but a relationship is there to make you be greater than uh, I used to think this was a cheesy phrase. But I mean, that one plus one is three. That's how a relationship needs to go. You edify each other. You build each other up. You don't you don't get 10 years, 15 years or my gosh, even two weeks into a relationship and feel like you're losing yourself or that you're less than. You should feel like, oh my gosh, I've never felt so alive. I've got somebody who cares about me and uh, we can take on anything. Um, other signs of being gaslit, uh, you feel hopeless or joyless. You feel as though you can't do anything right. And then you wonder if you are a good enough partner. Um, on the, the domestic abuse hotline, they say, if any of these signs ring true to you, give us a call at 1-800-799-7233. Or chat with us online from 7 a.m. to 2 a.m. Central Time. Our advocates are here to support and listen to you. And this marriage therapist, um, right here, me, would recommend that you go seek help. Go talk about it. You're not crazy. And there is help. And and I'm not trying to say that if you have been gaslit that you nothing can ever go right again. I mean, you know, you got to start giving that a voice. You got to start re, you know, getting back to that place where you know that you are a good person, that you do get things right, that you're not the crazy one. The the back to the the National Domestic Violence Hotline on their website, thehotline.org. Boy, they they have a really neat thing that I've used a couple of times. I just printed it up. I'm going to read a couple of things here. It's called a relationship spectrum, and they say that all relationships exist on a spectrum from healthy to abusive, with unhealthy somewhere in the middle. And they just say, check out the relationship spectrum below to see where your relationship fails. Um, I'm going to jump through this really quick and I'll try not to put commentary here because I really thought this would maybe like a 10 minute podcast. And again, I didn't know if it would see the light of day, but I think I want to release this because I feel like uh, um, uh, people need to understand that there is no need to to be gaslit. There really isn't. But this relationship spectrum, it says a healthy relationship means that both you and your partner are communicating. You talk openly about your problems. You listen to one another. You respect each other's opinions. 
Respectful, you value each other as you are. Trusting, you believe what your partner has to say. You do not feel the need to prove each other's trustworthiness. These are these are the core values or the concepts around emotionally focused therapy. This is the stuff I'm trying to do in couples counseling. Go back and listen to the EFT podcast, and it's about being able to communicate. It's about being able to say, here's my train of thought. It's about trusting your partner enough to, and the, the next thing they had said, respect. Re, respect your, you value each other as you are. But uh, respecting your partner enough to say, I want to know what's going through your head. I want to know if there are, you know, are triggers in your life that I'm not aware of that cause you to feel uh, not like you're not safe. Um, Because if I don't know about them, I won't be able to help you with those. Um, Healthy relationship means you're honest. You're honest with each other. Um, And they make a point. You can still keep some things private. I do feel like at the core of EFT, and I've worked with couples where you can get to the point where, you know, there aren't a lot of things that you feel like you need to keep private. There's really not because you really do. You you develop this. uh, You you secure this attachment to this bond with your partner to the point where you really feel like you can take them on your train of thought, even your craziest train of thought. A healthy relationship means that you're equal. You make decisions together and you hold each other to the same standard. You enjoy um, you enjoy spending time together. You respect each other's needs for time apart. Um, and then you enjoy spending time together. This is a big one. You make mutual sexual choices. You talk openly about your sexual and reproductive choices together. Uh, all partners willingly consent to sexual activity and can safely discuss what you are and are not comfortable with. That's a big one. That really is a big one. Um, economic and financial partners. This is big. You and your partner have equal say with regard to finances. All partners have access to the resources they need. Uh, boy, that one's one right, right away. Do you know your, do you know how to get into your checking account? Do you know the passwords? Do you know, or are you gaslit? Are you told, Hey, you're not good with money and don't worry about it. Um, that's not okay. That, that one, that one, you need to be uh, open about that. Engaging in supportive parenting. All partners are able to parent um, in the way they feel comfortable with. You communicate together about the needs of the children as well as the needs of the parents. So, uh, again, I'll go through these quickly. You might be in an unhealthy relationship if one or more of the partner is not communicating. When, part, when problems arise, you fight or you don't discuss them at all. Disrespectful. One, of the, one or more of the partners is not considerate of the other. Not trusting. One partner doesn't believe what the other says or feels entitled to invade their privacy. Dishonest. One or more of the partners tells lies. Um, to, let me jump back to this one real quick, uh, just in some kind of just you know, kind of going fluid here, talking fluid. That not trusting in an unhealthy relationship, it says one partner doesn't believe what the other says or feels entitled to invade their privacy. You know, when you are in a secure, healthy relationship, I, I mean, and I, I, I believe this, I'll go big on this. There's no need to, you know, I have people that will say, well, I don't know why she needs to get into my phone. Um, why not? What are you hiding? You know, Uh you know, am I somebody that feels like when you're, when, you know, if my wife's not around, I'm going to dig into her email account. Uh, no, I mean, I don't feel the need to do that because I feel like she would say in a minute, you know, don't go through my email account. I don't care. And I would feel the same. You know, are you, if you're not texting someone in, in an inappropriate way or trying to flirt with someone or, you know, if you're not doing those things, then why, why would it matter? So I would like to think that my partner wouldn't need to go dig through my emails or text or whatever. Um, because there would be the trust there, but I would understand that if, uh, if my partner felt like, man, I just, that's what I need to do. I want to know that there's nothing there that they're going to find that would make them feel like, uh, like they can't trust me. Um, okay. Dishonest, unhealthy relationship, dishonest. One or more of the partners tells lies, trying to take control. One partner feels their desires and choices are more important. Um, only spending time with your partner. Your, this is interesting, right? Your partner's community is the only one you socialize in. And so there's a concept in with, especially with narcissism and some of the gaslighting where you start to cut your, um, this is, this is why I'm bringing this one up. There's a difference here on this list where it's, 
There's a difference in wanting to spend time with your partner because you guys are so attached and that you enjoy each other's company so much because you just can't get enough of spending time with each other. And I'm not just talking you know, sexually. I'm talking about you just, you just like being with your partner because it's a safe place. Um, sometimes with the narcissistic abuse or even some of the gaslighting, uh, your partner is, is, is causing you to cut off friendships. Um, someone told me yesterday the concept of friendship divorce. I thought that was really interesting. Where, you know, sometimes the narcissistic in the narcissistic relationship, um, they are they are forcing you to divorce your friends. And it's because the the narcissistic controlling partner doesn't want you out there talking about them, you know, doesn't want doesn't want you out there hearing about other relationships or, or more healthy, more healthy relationships. Um, unhealthy relationship if you're pressured by the other into sexual activity, if one partner uses pressure or guilt on the other to have sex or do anything sexual at any point. Um, unhealthy relationship if you are ignoring a partner's boundaries. It's, it, it is assumed only one partner is responsible for making informed decisions. That's unhealthy. And unequal economically. Finances are not discussed and or it's assumed that only one partner is in charge of finances. Um, abuse. Here's the, the bottom of this in this spectrum. Abuse is occurring in a relationship when one partner communicates in a way that is hurtful, threatening, insulting, or demeaning. When one partner mistreats the other. When one partner does not respect the feelings, thoughts, decisions, opinions, or physical safety of the other. When one partner accuses the other of cheating or having an affair when it's not true, the partner who accuses may hurt the other in a physical or verbal way as a result, um, denies that the abusive actions uh, are abuse, an abusive partner may try to blame the other for the harm they're doing or make excuses for abusive actions or minimize the abusive behavior. kind of goes into that gaslighting, right? Abuse is occurring when one partner controls the other, when there's no equality in the relationship, when one partner makes all the decisions for the couple without the other's input. Um, when when uh, abuse is occurring, when one of the partners isolate the other partner, when one partner controls where the other one goes and who they talk to, they might isolate their partner from family and friends. Uh, if they force sexual activity or pregnancy, one partner forces the other to have sex or do anything they don't want to do sexually at any point. And relationships where pregnancy is a physical possibility, one partner may force the other to become pregnant. Exerts economic control. One partner controls the money and access to resources. Having an open dialogue about finances is not an option. They may include preventing a partner from earning an income or not allowing a partner access to their own, own income or engages in manipulative parenting. One partner uses the children to gain power and or control over the other partner, including telling the children lies or negative things about the other partner. In those situations, um, abuse is occurring. So, uh, hey, thanks for letting me ramble, go on uh, this train of thought. But um, gaslighting is very real and it's it's not a good thing, as you can tell. It's not normal. It's not healthy. So if you feel like you are being gaslit in your relationship, male or female, marriage, uh, 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 anything, um, if, if your parents gaslight you, if you know if your adult parents gaslight you, or uh, get help, talk to somebody. Don't don't let that start to eat away at you and cause you to to become not the person that you know that you are, because um, you're not crazy. You know it's called crazy making behavior, and so uh, but uh, you you need to go back and find that voice and find your own inner wealth. So uh, I feel like I'm about to jump into the world of a lot of cliches and motivational speaker kind of quotes. But uh, thanks for taking the time. And um, you know, you can always uh, contact me at contact at tonyoverbay.com or contact at pathbackrecovery.com. If you're still listening, um, I'm also talking or thinking about, and I might talk about this in a future beginning of a podcast, but thinking about putting together a group, maybe an online group um, right now because of the feedback from that episode from Christine Hammond but maybe a, a group, a support group for um, women who are in emotionally abusive relationships or who may think that they are um, in relationships with narcissists. I think it might be 
a good idea to let people talk with each other. And uh, I think there could be a lot of healing and, and hope there. So if you're interested in that, um, shoot me a, an email, contact at tonyoverbay.com. And let me know if you might be interested in participating in that kind of group, a group for women to get together and uh, and know that their their support or people out there that understand what they're going through. And I would I would help facilitate that group. So thanks again. Have a wonderful uh, week. Um, my, my prayers are there for all the people that are experiencing the fires. And uh, boy, there's a whole lot of uh, there's a whole lot of volunteer work going on in my area, Sacramento, Roseville, California area of trying to get help and relief up to the people who are who have been devastated by the fires. But uh, I know there are a lot of um, charities, organizations, that sort of thing that are, are looking for resources to help in that area. So um, always not a bad idea to find one that you can contribute to or donate to if, if that's what uh, you feel inclined to do. All right. Hey, I will see you uh, next week on the virtual couch.